Blog Talk Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there? This one for Monday afternoon. Hope everybody had a great week and a great weekend. And you're here with me. And boy, do we have some stuff for you today. <laughs> Woo! A lot has happened since the last time we talked. I mean, a whole lot of stuff. And of course, we've got to talk about it. We have to talk about it. But before we do, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is just call me at 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletz, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. And our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are all the ways you can talk to me. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say. Because, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got to talk about this defunding of the police departments. What the heck is defunding of the police department? 
I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to follow up on some stuff we talked about last Monday as well, as far as policies that may or may not have been in effect. The last time we had national riots and protests and things of that nature. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this the, ah, trouble in the Republican Party, you know, as a lot of the old Republican Guard are beginning to step away from the new Trump Republican Party. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And, of course, we can't go without talking about my girl Candace Owens. You know, <laughs> I love me some Candace, man. I tell you, we're going to talk about a statement she made, some well, some statements she made, and um, and what what exactly does that mean? You know, I like Candace. She has some decent ideas. She has some dang good ideas, actually. However, sometimes I think she steps off the wrong side of the boat. But, hey, that's just my opinion, right? We're going to talk about it. I want to know what you're thinking as well on that subject. But before we do, y'all know how we do it here on the show. We got to bring you some music first. And uh, today we're going to bring you two. We're going to bring you Michael Jackson and Cry. And then we're going to bring you Harvest from the World. Y'all know who that's about. Them, 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 them elements, all right? So without further ado, here's your music, man. The first one is Michael Jackson. Enjoy. See y'all in a few.
All right, there it was, man. There it was. Hey, that was your two songs of the day. Hey, Michael Jackson Cry. And the second song was Dysley Brothers and Harvest for the World. Hey, I love those two songs right there, man. Message, message. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Mr. Talk in the House, and we got a good show planned for you today. As I see my switchboard is beginning to fill up here and light up a little bit, we're going to get started here shortly. But before I do, let me tell you what you can do to talk to me today, because I do want to hear what you have to say. I may agree and I may not agree, but I still want to hear what you have to say. Anyway, <laughs> the easiest way is just give me a call at 347-888622. Uh, and don't forget to sign in, in our chat room if you want to. And you can talk to me there also at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay? So, with all that being said, I think we're about ready to get started here. Uh, I don't know. We got some things going on. I'm trying to fix it as I talk to you. <laughs> Technical difficulty. It's okay. We gon' we gonna fix it. We're gonna fix it. Yeah. Anyway, so welcome to the show, y'all. As I said before, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened since our last conversation, our last show, and uh, I don't even know where to start today. But I'm gonna try and start somewhere. Now, check this out, man. You know, I, I try and stay stay up to date, so I try and watch all these little briefings that come on with the president's administration and everything. Oh, my goodness, man. But I have to say, they are some of the most irritating briefings I have listened to. They really are. And trust me, I spent 21 years in the military. I know some irritating briefings. And uh, <laughs> needless to say, you know, it's like it's, it's a, a mini campaign rally slash look what we did and that's it. And that's it. I mean, there's no detail as far as what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it. There's nothing. It's like, hey, this is what we did. Yeah, be happy, be happy, be happy. Okay, we ain't taking no more questions. We're gone. And that becomes very irritating after a while. It really does, especially for those that seeking information, seeking some type of guidance. Or, I mean, where is it? Where is it? You know, they got rid of Sarah's, I mean, well, Sarah Huckabee. Sarah Sanders Huckabee. Now they got this little blonde chick on there, and she's just as bad. She's just as bad. You know, they had Sean Spicer up there for a while. You know, now he has his own show on one of the conservative news channels. I mean, you know, how how are we supposed to to figure out what's going on, whether it's in the right direction or the wrong direction? Oh, so we just can form some type of and, and listening to these briefings. It's just like non-existent, man. I mean, ugh. you know what? I think they'll be they they would actually be better off just going back to what they did before. Just don't have them. Just I mean, just don't have them. Well, I think we we gain more information that way when they don't have them than when they do. Also, while everybody's been paying attention to this 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 uh, the COVID nineteen and the protests and things like that, um, the House Judiciary Committee has started an investigation. Um, <laughs> into 
Y'all get ready for this. The Russian collusion. And this time, it's the Republicans doing the investigation. They want to know who knew what about the Pfizer warrants and who started, you know, who won, who wanted to out Flynn. And, of course, we've been over this already, haven't we? We, we? we have. We've been over this already. But the interesting thing about this, I find, is it's a ploy. It, it is. I mean, okay, we may find out a little bit more than we knew before from the Democrat side of the House, okay? Because we know everything's going to be partisan, and they're going to call certain people to testify, and certain people are not going to be called to testify because that's the way they do it in, in, in Congress, which is one of the problems. There's never bipartisan anything. There's never two sides working together here. Each side is always trying to prove their point, which is one of the problems with our two-party system. But anyway, <clears throat> anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay where I want to be right now. Um, <laughs> so you have this going on, and this is June, right? Lindsey Graham said it. He said, we're going to start the investigation in June, hopefully be finished by October, and then we'll put the results out. Well, people, we've seen this. We we've seen this 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 ploy before. We've seen it. Last election, we saw it when two weeks before the election, two two one to two weeks before the election, they came out with this this thing about Hillary Clinton after the the investigation was supposed to have been closed. Then at the last minute, they come out. Okay, so they may find something. They may not. However, it's just another one of those ploys. And the only thing they're trying to do now is get dirt on Joe Biden because Joe Biden is officially the, the Democratic nominee, basically. You know, he has all the delegates he needs, delegates he needs now. So he's the man. He's the man. <clears throat> and um, so you got it. It's Biden, Trump. Biden, Trump. Now. I, I I don't I don't know who you know who's worse. I mean we're back in the same boat we were in twenty twenty what twenty sixteen twenty sixteen yeah we're back in the same boat. You have two candidates that really nobody really likes. However, somebody has to be president, right? Somebody has to be president. So we're gonna see how this thing plays out. I I really really <laughs> don't know. I really don't know. You know, I heard a lot of people say Biden can do whatever he wants to do, and regardless, I'm voting for him. I don't care because Trump has to go. Then you have the forever Trumpers that say, well, he's the best president this country has ever had, and no matter what he does, people continue to vote for him. So now what you have is two groups of people who, regardless of what their chosen candidate does, is going to vote for him, right? So what does that leaves the individuals in the middle that are really paying attention to see which candidate would be best for the country? Okay. We've been here before, right? Of course we have. We've been here before. Now, with that being said, let's roll on. And I've said this quite often, and I'm going to say it again. While everyone is paying attention to those two knuckleheads right there, Let's not forget those other knuckleheads back in the in the Congress and and um, sits in Congress, the House and the Senate, because they have a lot to do with what is happening in this country. Also, they really do. 
they, they, they have a whole lot to do with it. And they are a, a big part of the problem as well as who's sitting up in, in, in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's the way I see it. <laughs> That's the way I see it. So, with that being said, when you decide to go to the ballot, the box, or whether you're going to mail it in or you're going to go stand in line or early vote, whatever, you know, keep that in mind. You know, it's not just about the president. It, it, it really isn't. You know, you have to pay attention to who you elect to be your representative to, to make these laws and, and then fight for what's right for the people. Yeah. Um, and thus is why we're in the situation we're in now in this country. Yeah, because everybody is overlooking one part of, of, the, of, of the process just to make sure they, they get what they want in the big, the big prize. They call that the big prize, whoever's the president. Yeah, but there's another piece right there that you have to pay attention to. You have to pay attention to that because if you don't, oh, my goodness, we got eight more, four more years, eight more years of the same nonsense. And um, I don't know what to say about it. I really don't. But. That's where we going. That's 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 where we are with that. But as far as those briefings with with um, I forgot the little blonde chick name. Um, yeah, they useless, man. They really are. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's the same thing. We did this and we had the greatest this and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Same old rigmarole. Same old story. Nothing is being accomplished and. We're going to do what we're going to do, right? Of course. Um, yeah. So I had an opening thing I was going to read, but you know what? I, I Something telling me to wait and, and do it at the end of the show, so I will. Um, but in the meantime, in the meantime, let me go on and, and knock this one out here. Because y'all know I like talking about my girl Candace Owens. You know, yes, buddy. She is back in the news, y'all. Because she said George Floyd should not be made a martyr because he had a criminal record and was not a good person. That's what she said. She also, <laughs> you know, she also went on to say that um, he had fentanyl, fentanyl in his system and he had a baggie of, of drugs fall out while they were arresting him. And, oh, she went on and on and on. Now. As I said, when it comes to Candace Owens, I, I don't have too much of a problem with Candace Owens. I, I, I agree with some things she say, and I disagree with other things she says. In this instance, okay, yeah, he had fentanyl in his system. He had, um, what, it meant that mean in his system as well. And the autopsy said he was positive for the coronavirus. So, okay, we know all that, right? We know that now. But after watching videos over and over and over about the arrest, I never saw anything fall out of his pocket drug-related. I, I really didn't. Now, I don't know if it did or if it didn't, but my eyes couldn't find it. All right? So I, I'm going to say, no, that's a falsehood on that one, Candace. But Candace, Candace is an interesting young lady. She really is. Um, because she, she has her thought process is in the right place. Okay, got you. All right. Um, her, her thought process is in the right place, but I, I think she she has failed to realize that she's nothing but a pawn again. And when they're through using her, she, she's going to get kicked to the curb. She really is. Um, 
the White House was so impressed with her that Mike Pence himself invited her to the, to the White House to be part of a, a, a um, what, what they call those things, a, um, uh, well, a board, uh, something like a board, you know, to talk about how they can make things better in the United States, a group discussion, yeah, to discuss the current climate in America. Yeah, Mike Pence did that, you know, and she took a picture standing next to Mike Pence and, you know, her other person. And it's interesting because she said some crazy stuff, not to mention that she had a GoFundMe page uh, for an Alabama cafe owner who also called George Floyd a thug and described the protesters as idiots. Yeah. Well, GoFundMe, you know, got hold of that that, that uh, little Facebook posting she did about George Floyd, and they suspended her account. But by the time they suspended it, she had raised $200,000, man, for this guy's cafe. (laughs) That's no lie. And when she found out her account was suspended, she responded by saying, um, saying it was proof that conservatives live in a world that tells us that our very existence is unacceptable. Yeah. Now, what did she say? I know some of y'all say, so what did she say about George Floyd? What did she say? Well, this is what she said. Why are we pretending that this criminal should be upheld as a citizen, as a martyr, or black America? This was the biggest incident I had that made me realize this is a horrible human being that I'm not going to pretend is a good person. We are unique in that we are the only people, she's speaking of black people now, we are the only people that fight and scream and demand support and justice for the people in our community who are up to no good. Now, that, that's what Candace Owens has said, okay? <clears throat> so, I'll let y'all digest that a little bit and tell me what you think about it because, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's very interesting in itself. Um, You know, there's a whole lot more I want to talk about right here, but I, I see I have some individuals in the queue. So, what are we going to do? We're going to go ahead and, and bring them in. And see what's on their mind, and we'll work our way through through the rest of, of this great, great show here I have planned for you. All right, let's see. Uh, area code 470. This is my man EC. What's going on? How you doing, brother? What's good, Mr. Talk? And you always confuse me with EC. This is not EC. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll get you right one day. But anyway, talk to me, man. But I love my brother EC. He's uh, always down for the cause. Uh, I just wanted to get in early because I know it's going to get hot and heavy, and then I can just back out. I just I like starting fires and then just kind of getting out the way. Um, uh-huh. I'm not going to comment on the young lady that was talking, but I will make this little sidebar comment as if we were in a court of law. Uh, judge, may I approach the bench? <laughs> this has nothing to do this has nothing to do with the person's character, whether they had drugs or anything like that. We're mm-hmm. dealing with something that's fundamental. We've been having this discussion, whether it be in the open or behind closed doors, mm-hmm. since the inception of this country. This conversation has been going on for 400 years Mm. since 1612. Mm -hmm. Go to 
the 1800s. Go to the Emancipation Proclamation Act. Go (laughs) to the Civil War, which was the precursor to the Emancipation Proclamation Act. Um, Go to the Civil Rights Movement. Go to the movement in the 70s. Black Panther Party, uh, Civil Rights Movement, Nation of Islam. This has been an ongoing thing throughout generations. And here's what I want people to think about. How is it that a civilization can talk about the same thing for hundreds of years and not change it in any mm. way, shape, or mm. form. Mm. The only thing that has changed is the advent of social media. Before social mm. media, we heard about this. People talked about it, but we didn't see it. Now right. with social media, when it happens, We get to see it. And what we're not understanding is we have a generation, and I call them indigo children. And for people who are listening who understand that term, they know what I'm talking about. We have a generation of indigo children. They don't buy the narrative anymore. So... All the stuff that they are being taught in terms of, well, you know, if you go into the urban areas like this, if you go into the suburbs, it's like this, because they're already doing that. And that's not what they're seeing. And then what, here's what kills me, Mr. Talk, is no, that, and this is, and this is no discredit to white people. But you'll always hear white people talk about what goes on in urban areas. And the majority of the white people who talk about what goes on in urban areas have never even been there. Hmm. Let me give you an example of what I'm saying. Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan live in Jupiter, Florida. Okay. An exclusive okay. community. I've seen videos of it. That's like me getting on your show and telling you what their neighborhood is like, and I ain't never been there. <laughs> right. I ain't right, never been you. there. Now, I done seen pictures. I done seen video. Michael Jordan got his own golf course in his backyard. Tiger Woods got his own golf course in his backyard. We don't know who else lives there, but that's high rent. That ain't even high rent district. That's Mm -hmm. high wealth district. Mm. What do I look like telling you about the neighborhood of Jupiter, Florida, and this exclusive neighborhood? And I ain't never been there. Ain't never been there. Mm. But I want to tell you what's going on. And this is where the message gets blurred. Mm -hmm. Because 
when a white person talks about, hey, this is what's going on, the black-on-black crime and this and that and this and that, yeah, no no black person is going to deny that. (laughs) However, Mm. the question that begs to be asked, what urban area did you grow up in? When's the last time you been to the Pittsburgh Project in Atlanta? When's the last time you've been to Sobrani Park in Oakland? When's the last time you've been to Bushwick in Brooklyn on the border of uh, Bed-Stuy, which may be different now? When's the last time you've been to Brick City, Newark, New Jersey, where the Puerto Ricans? And the blacks live. Oh, well, it ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah, it does. Because you're not speaking with accuracy. Hmm. Because if you haven't been there, you don't know. And this is where the whole vision of what we're talking about gets clouded. Because the people who have the loudest voices Mm -hmm. are the people who who have no experience with it. Hmm. (laughs) But the people... Who are crying out are the ones who are actually living it. Wow. So we get we get into this needle in the haystack. Now, who's the needle? That's the downtrodden. And here's what I would like to say to, you know, the white listeners. How often do we get to see the poor whites in the Appalachians in Western Uh, West Virginia You get a special Every four or five years On PBS Showing you Poor whites Working in coal mines And stuff like that (laughs) How often do you get to see How often do you get to see The violence that goes on In the urban community Oh you get to see that shit every day Every day Every hour Every day on Every news outlet. That is a true statement. So this is what shapes the narrative, not of black people, of white people. And this is what they don't get, is that you're being programmed because you don't have an actual experience with these people. You're going based off what's being presented to you, not what you know. However, the reaction that you're seeing, because what you don't hear them talking about is they've been protesting all over the world. Yes. I was going to get to that. In mass. Yes. So this is not, and and to the person that you were uh, talking about, This is not about making uh, Mr. Floyd a martyr. This is bringing to light the fabrication that the United States of America has produced and has never lived up to. You have a corrupt government. You have a corrupt system. How can the citizens and the police department and all the entities involved not be Complicit in the corruption. Hmm. They have no choice. 
<laughs> they have no choice. When your government is corrupt, it's a pyramid. We all know this. It starts from the top, filters down. When we talk about sports, what do the, all the sports pundits say? Uh, when a, a team is trash, man, it starts with management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good Don't they always say me. that? Yes, that is a true statement. Yep. <laughs> yes, it does. There it is. There it is. And, and I yield my time. I took up enough time. I'm fall back because I know <laughs> the fireworks about to start, but I'll still be here just in case I get <laughs> called out on the carpet. I got my vacuum cleaner, so I'm ready. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, sir. As always, some very very good points. Very good points. But Appreciate let me bring this other let me bring this other one in here real quick. You know he was he was biting at the bit. I know he is. All right, Pianchi, you on the mic. What you got for me? Hey Eric, what's going on? A great life, man. A great life. What's going on with you? You and me both, man. Making money. Do you you trade you do trade stocks? No, can't say I do right now. Well, being that you are conservative, I I would invite you to a class we got that we <clears throat> we uh, instruct people, and they doing some of them doing very well. It's hard to learn, okay. but they are. Right. <clears throat> I don't mess with them liberals, man. I don't. <laughs> okay. Hey, I sent you an email. I want you to check that out. Okay, but, I uh, will do that. So, what else you got? What happened to? All these people that's in close contact with each other is marching and stuff. Where is COVID nineteen at? You think they're gonna get it? It's gonna be a second big wave. Well, uh, yeah, it's possible. Can't say no. It's possible. It is. We need to keep, however, we need to however, keep, we need to keep an eye on it. Well, whether you keep an eye on it or not, then this administration has said they will not shut the country down again, even if there is a big wave. So at this point, they really don't care if there is or not. Well, that, that's could, the risk they're taking. Now, if you notice, yeah, a lot of most that. of them are wearing masks. A lot of them are wearing masks and stuff. So you know, maybe it won't be as as bad as the first time. But there's always a chance. There really is. Uh, you know, it, it, it's basically COVID nineteen is going to end up being like the flu. You know, every year is going to be a different strain. And when they come out with the vaccinations, which right now they're gonna say they're saying it's gonna be two a, a series of two of them, um, you know, people's just gonna have to go out and get them if that's what they choose to do. I would not be one of them, but hey, each to each. They might own. make people. They might make people take them. Yeah, hey, you know yeah. another thing. That's I not tell you help. what the whole idea about a person's background when it comes down to a criminal trial, a trial that the defense and the prosecutor brings out. Uh, people's background is because it's called what Martin Luther King said. It's called content of character. And I give you a good example. In the Montgomery bus boycott, where Rosa Parks was the final finalist to be used in the plaintiff's case. Right. Because the other women had bad backgrounds. Right. That is a true thing. And Rosa Park not only didn't have a bad background, <clears throat> but she was of the right color, skin color. She was light complexion. She was, 
I don't know if she was a mulatto, but she was light complexion. No, she was uh, light. Is that true or not? Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's very true. Uh, yeah, so that's why Cummings going to make a difference. And that's what uh, attorneys are hired for. They're supposed to present the best case for the benefit of the client that they represent. Okay, that's, that's and, understandable. And, and that's understandable if there is a trial. However, in this case, there will not be a trial. And at the point of this time where this guy was being uh, detained or arrested, however you want to say, he hadn't really committed any crimes. He just it was suspicious, which is well, amazing that you, that, that, he, heard it, that you well, haven't heard anything that. else about those, that, that, that accusation. But, yeah. Well, but the, the uh, Chauvin is supposed to be arraigned. So he's got to appear before the judge. I think he was arraigned already. Tr- oh, he have been already. Did he? Yeah. So what was his? What was his answer to the uh, charges? Not guilty. Hold on, I'll find it for you in a minute because I know it popped <laughs> up. Oh, yeah, he was not guilty. And I see where Minneapolis they didn't rescind, but they modified the restraint. And you need to read that too. I knew that people wouldn't want to give that up. But they modified the restraint. They say his bill, say his bill was set at $1.25 million. And that's the Oh, yeah. He's got a bill. He's got to appear to court for a trial. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. you know, you you got these towns that's wanting to, uh, wanting to dissolve their police department. You've heard that, right? Yeah, well, you know what, and that's that's the interesting thing. That's what I was going to talk about next. I'm glad you segued right into that because, you know, everything defund, defund, or get rid of the police department. You know, and as my thing about it, I'm like, yeah, no. That's, I can see defunding. Okay, I can see taking a little bit of money away, you know, but just to get rid of them, no. Has it been done before? Yes, it has been. You know, oh, yeah. In Compton, California, and a couple other places. So it has been done. Jennings, Missouri. However, Jennings, Missouri. It was Derek, uh, the, the cop, the officer that in defense killed Mike Brown. They dissolved their police department. Yeah. Another one in the vicinity, Wellston. Another one in the vicinity, about three or four. But they came back and formed what it was called, what it is called, the North County Cooperative. <clears throat> but I'm just going to say this. When a city, when a city dissolves its police department, then the sheriff takes over. And you can't Correct. get rid of the sheriff because the sheriff is elected by the whole county. So if you got a right. inner city municipality that dissolves its police department, then that city sits within a county that has a sheriff. Sheriff has more power than a po- local police anyway because they over the entire that county in which the city sits in. And that sheriff is, that is, is not going to back down. I, I just no. wonder the people understand but, how things work sometimes, Derek. But, but see, I, I think that the, the, what, what they're saying is, okay, even if that's the case, you know, uh, um, when, when you have police departments and some of the individuals in that police department have issues with people of color or having the police, the, the, the 
inner cities or the low-income neighborhoods, you know, the chances are you get better. You, they're hoping you'd be treated better by the sheriffs than the, what's happening in the local police department. Because a lot of them feel that the police departments aren't really there to protect them. They're more there to harass them. And see, well, that's yeah, where you got, a lot of reform, yeah, reform has come from. Yeah, that's where reform yes, comes in at. Now, mm-hmm. you know, under Obama administration, there were some reforms put in place to kind of handle that. But as well, now I don't agree with that now, and I'm gonna tell well, you yes, why. Well, no, was. wait a minute. Let me let me finish. You you gonna agree with me anyway? Because you have well, already. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Listen. listen to this. Because the reform is supposed to come. The reform is supposed to be put in place by the employer. Errors of the police who are the employees in a municipality. Then when you don't do that, when you don't carry out the duty that you're supposed to be because you pay the salary, you pay the wages, and you pay the lawsuits. So when you don't do that, you have what you have. You got police department that's all over the place. A lot of it is instigated because the chief will use nepotism to hire friends and also family members rather than going to a blind method of choosing applicants. You know, one thing that we proposed was that the departments of even the fire department, police departments, city works, they send their people that come to apply for those, they have the application at a center, a central depository. Then if the heads of any of those departments is ready to hire somebody, they just call down and say, send me the application and the next one on top. That's where it should be. And that way you can control who's there. Plus, the individual has to be thoroughly checked out, background checked, so on and so on. If that had been done in the case of Tamara Rice, that police officer never would have been hired by Cleveland as the chief where he had originated from said he shouldn't have been put in that position. So you got people got to keep up with their responsibilities. But if 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 the responsibility is is not being, uh, uh, what how we used to say it in 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 the military, if there's no one to police the police, then you know you're gonna continue to have this happen as we have seen. You know there there were some some things done. Uh, it's called pattern. What is this? Pattern or practice investigation. All right. Mm-hmm. That's where, and this where not not the federal government, okay, not the federal government, but the local police department and the city themselves would go in and, and take a look at what's going on in, in the departments and fix it. Now they did have things called um, what's this decree, consent decrees, which meant you know if if they they couldn't fix it, then a judge, a, a court, Supreme Court judge, you know, on the local level, that is. Or would go ahead and put a decree and say, okay, look, this is what's going to happen. This is how you need to reform it. Now, the problem with that is it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. And as you can see, when one administration leaves and another administration comes in, it could be just, you know, like waved out the way, like it was in this instance with Sessions and Barr himself. You know, they didn't put that much much um, priority on it because the president says, I am the law and order president. You know, so well, you know what happened. Uh, so he supported, you know, you know, the police banging heads on the on the on um 
on, on the cars, you know, how to push the heads down to put them in the car so they won't hit the head. He told them at O'Reilly, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay if you do that every now and then. You know, so that's telling yeah, them. Yeah, but people, that, people that know how things work know that the, po- that the president of the United States has no control over your local police department. Wait, wait, Simple wait, as that. But you know what? But you know what, Pianke? That, that is a true that is a true statement. That's the way it's supposed to be. But however, however, if you have someone and they continue to say this over and over again, and then you know your police union is is kind of sort of backing this individual, then you know it may get in your mind. You know, if I don't do it as often, but I do it enough, I can get away with it. Well, something's wrong with a person's mind if they don't understand how they're supposed to behave, or should I say, uh, show accountability in their own community. And that's well, look at Ferguson. Ferguson Police Department is about ready to dissolve because of those decrees. And here's where the yeah. issue comes in. Here's but where the issue comes in. At. Hang on. Like the city of St. Louis, 51, 51% of its budget goes toward public safety, which includes the police. They had to increase right. it because of the address to crime. Now, this is what happened. When you have that much money going toward public safety, which includes policing, okay, now you're denying parks and recreation. You're denying your your youth centers, like the, in St. Louis, the Wolves Center, where kids go and play uh, football. They got a baseball field. They got a swimming pool. Well, those services start getting cut. Libraries start being cut. You're right. You understand what I'm saying? So when you have exactly a, yeah, when you ha- it's it's just like your automobile. Heck, if you got to replace a rear axle transmission and brakes every other month, at what point in time do you say, "Oh, wait a minute, this is just not worth it"? <laughs> yeah. Now see, and when you start talking about, as you just mentioned, those those um programs in the community, that is a part. See. Here's the problem with this lo- this this slogan of defund the police department. Okay, here's the problem with it. Anytime you hear the word defund, all the math you think of is taking all the money away, getting rid of something, period. Okay, that's what normal people would think. However, in this instance, there's a little bit more going on here. And, and it's not just, they, they, see, there's too many different, um, um, definitions or ideas of what is meant by defund the police right now in this movement. That's problem number one with this movement. The pro- second problem is, is given the, the, the Trump administration, and, and let's be honest, you know they're going to jump on anything they can, it, it's giving them something to work with as far as election. Because Joe Biden supported it, and of course he always switched right, his shoes, right, and he, now right. all of a sudden he said he was mistaken. Exactly. But I exactly. got video clips of but, people saying that. Uh, to oh, another group are cheering uh-huh. them on. As a matter of fact, it's in Minneapolis. We don't need no police. We don't need no police. It's going to be. You know, I'm gonna send you, you, know why? you know why? You have to send it to me. I, I, I heard them say it too. But see, here is the issue. Okay? We're out, they are out there chanting, you know, we want this, but they are not educated enough to understand what they are chanting and exactly what do they want. See, that's why I titled the show today is who's listening and who's acting. Because there's a disconnect here. There's a disconnect. Now, in some instances, um, I'm trying to find it here in my notes, where um, the, the, 
the one of the so-called co-founders of the Black Lives Movement said, "No, we we don't want. We're not talking about just getting rid of police departments altogether. But what we are saying is, let's take some of that money that the police departments are getting to buy military equipment, old military equipment for their postal police departments, and put them in uh, the community to help them with things. You know, to help well, them." But what she said like, is a lie because they don't purchase. It's okay, donated it. by the Department of Defense. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. All right, hold on. Uh, I, I found if it. she said that, okay. I'm not saying that you said it. I'm, what you read, if she said, is not true. They don't All right. purchase. Here it is. It's donated. Say, it, isn't, it isn't about eliminating police departments or stripping agencies of their money. All right. It is time for the country to address the sense systemic problems in policing in America and spend more on what communities communities across the US need like housing and education. We can't we we can't we we can't look at how it is that we recognize our priorities so people don't have to be in the streets during a national pandemic. Now this is what Alicia All right, let's, said. let's dissect what she just said. Okay. Hang on for a now wait a minute, hold on, hold on, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, you hang on. You hang on. Okay. Now here's another group group. MPP 150 And they says it's working towards a Police free Minneapolis Argues that such action would be more about Strategically relocating resources Funding and responsibility Away from police Toward community based models of safety Support and prevention The people who respond to Crises in our community Should be the people who are best equipped To deal with those crises Okay that's what this group wrote on that's another group website. That's another yeah, group. That's what I'm saying. Now, it's a totally different group. Yeah, yeah, when you read about uh, when you when they said that the money should go about housing and so on and so on and schools and so well, you already have a school budget. But check this out: when you burn down businesses that was paying toward the revenue that went toward the school, public schools, well, you're not going to replace that. How are you going to replace that? With higher well, taxation get, on those people who are still there. Well, hopefully, hopefully they build a better school. Number one, because probably the one they burnt down was so dilapidated it, it wasn't worth standing anyway. Well, I ain't talking about that school. I'm talking about the whole premise of the public school budget <laughs> that's associated with that that business. Oh, now you don't want to talk about that school. You well, I, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about a school being. I didn't know nothing about a school being born, but I'm saying <laughs> that the, I'm saying that the money that funds the public school. Is also derived from business taxes, and if business taxes uh-huh. local, that is that's local funding. If it's been deplenished, like you've seen in these riots and so forth, well, then you're talking against what you're proposing in one side. Another thing, they say they want the money that's used to pay for the police to go toward housing. Well, that can't just happen like that. Any money that went toward the police was voted for by the constituents of that municipality. They would have to vote if they want money, public money, to go toward private homes. And I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> These people have been bamboozled, man. Come on. That's have to admit it. Okay. So you you don't think there's a possibility for that to happen, right? I don't know. No, I think how are you going to use public money to – how are you going to use public money to buy house, private houses if that's what they're talking about? Think I, about no, it, No, they're not talking about – they're not talking about – they're talking about the communities in general, 
Okay, they're not talking about private houses. Just like you they just mentioned said, housing. About that. I'm not talking about that one house. I'm talking about housing in the communities that are dilapidated, them, you know, that, that need upgrades so people can live in them. You know, well, what are they talking about? Vacant houses that's owned by absentee landlords that won't tear it down, that uh, won't fix it up. It could be all of the above. See, the CPA is no, 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 listen. But see, that is the point I'm trying to make. It sounds good on top, it sounds good, but right now it's just an idea. You see, it's just a general idea. There, there, There is no uh, um, specific. You know, detail as far as what they want to do with this so-called money they want to take away from the the, the law enforcement police department. Eric, you know, I'm gonna tell you something. It's not a general oh, idea. They dead serious. You know why? Because but, I've heard it but, before. No, 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 no. <laughs> whether you heard it before or not, and whether it's serious, it's still general because you have there is no specific. I just throwing it out there right now. Now is the time well, to bring this forward. You know, just like what I'm saying. Just like the Democrats did earlier today. Just like the Democrats did earlier today, when they little briefing, you know, when they came in wearing the African scarves and things, which I was like the kind of well, who scarves? The the Kente scarves showing the African clothes. Who was wearing that? Oh, you didn't see the, the Democrats briefing this morning when they were talking Ooh, about boy, they really are. pulling out all the stops, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, that was a little bit over the top there, but yeah. But you know, they're they're talking about the same thing, and to ease the, to, to see, here's the problem where I have with all this. I mean, it sounds good, but now it sounds you know, good, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's not going to happen. It, it's not. Because it's not going to happen has, because money that has, goes to the police listen, department listen, is... Wait a minute. Listen, yeah. Okay. We understand money that goes to the police department is... How does is it go there? Money, what you know, brings it about? Voting brings it about. It has to be Right. It's, it's brought about by voting and it has right. to be... It's got to be used there. If it's not right. used there, it's got to go back where it came from and that's in general funds. Well... If you don't allocate it, number one. But see, that's a whole different. See, once again, Pianchi, I hate to say this, I agree with you because I'm going to say it again. They're saying what they want, but they're not educated enough to understand what they want. Because the and whose fault is that? Okay. It's their fault. You got libraries. You can go to the library and get a book. How government works. Pianchi, let's be honest. Be honest, man. You're talking about a library. I can't remember last time I heard somebody say they went in a library. Oh, and, and mention <laughs> library. You remember Philadelphia with Mayor Nutter? He was the mayor. I don't know if he still is, but this was a few years ago. He was he because of a decline in revenue for the city of Philadelphia's budget. Guess what he done? He closed libraries and swimming pools. Now, guess what happened after he closed the swimming pool? Blacks would take kids out to the county swimming pools, and they looked at them and say, what in the world are you coming out here for? You got swimming pools back there. We just built several of them a couple of years ago. We ran out of money. Well, well, now. well whose responsibility is this? If you don't take think- care of the things where you are, then they're going to they gonna fall into decay 
Then you don't have them. Then you're going to start looking elsewhere. Well, you should have took their things where you are. Why you want to use what somebody else has taken care of with their blood, sweat, and tears and hard-earned money? When, and it may be blacks out there in the county, too, saying the same. Matter of fact, I know in St. Louis County, here they do, because when those teams in the city of St. Louis, when the fields was going uh, to decay and everything, especially Freeman Bosley Seniors Award, then they wanted to go out to St. Louis County and okay. use out there in St. Charles County, uh, Bridgeton, and elsewhere. And the people say, come on now. Okay. Well, I mean, look, in this case, take... And we're not talking about race. We're talking about people's lack of responsibility. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you just try to do this to me all the time. I'm talking right now. All right. Anyway, Bill DeGlacio, young mayor of New York City, you know, he said the city is moving um, from New York PD... Uh, how much he said is moving? Dang it, I lost it now. Um, he said that the city would move funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services while keeping the city safe. Okay, in Los Angeles, Mayor Eric Garcetti vowed to cut as much as $150 million that was part of a planned increase in the police department's budget. So it, it, it's not like it can't be done, and it's not like it hasn't been done. You know, it's just going to take some doing well, so, it, time, it takes a look, vote by the city council look, for one thing. Look, well, I think if, if they follow the lead of Minneapolis city council, it can be done. Let's talk about it the Basio in New York. It's close to 40,000 police officers in New York. You know what okay. that represents, don't you? It represents a voting block. This man may have just signed his own death warrant, his last term as mayor. But uh, well, anyway. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It, 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 I mean, if that's the case, then that's uh, that's from the local level up to, to the um, White House then. That's why it's going to be such a fight. That's why it's going to be a fight. Because, let's be honest, we all know that policy unions are a very strong, strong organization. And right now, when it comes down to when it comes down to representing their police officers, yes, yes but yes. the people of the community is stronger because but they if, they are the employer of those employees. If they understand that, you know what I'm well, saying? If they understand that, but a lot of, well, a lot of people don't understand that. But, but let me ask you another question. Let me ask you another question. As we have seen in New York, where you have quote unquote rich moving because they said enough of this. Can you blame them for moving? Can you blame the people like the blacks that have been long standing in Ferguson? They have fled the city. Now some people are calling them scapegoats and racist. Even blacks, well, not black uh, coons and so on, because they left. They said they should stay here. No, can you blame them for wanting to leave? Who wants to be burdened with all sorts of ridiculous taxes the way we have seen? And, and, and surely the way this is going to have to come with these ideas that's being disseminated. Eric, these are trying times so we live in, man. <laughs> trying times. The question is trying to who? Trying to who? Yeah. See, well, some I mean, people some people ain't got wealth? enough sense to... Wait a minute. The some people ain't got enough sense. Here. That's right. They can walk away. But some people don't right. have enough sense to know they got a monkey on their back. Now, do they? Uh, <laughs> I'll talk yeah. to you later, man. Uh-huh. I'm gonna send you those I'll emails now. 
Okay. Well, thank you. I thank hang you, on. I'm, I'm gonna mute myself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> you entertain that way too long. <laughs> oh no! Just just have to get my points in as well. But he caught I you. Mean, he got you caught in the loop. Nah, nah. Anyway, so what you got to add to it since you, since you 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 still here? Um, I just you know, Pianki likes to get into the um the whole structure of our democratic process and what we're finding out with what everything that's going on is everyone's tired of that. Nobody wants to hear about money that's adjudicated to the local police, to this being, you know, to who's getting this money, who's getting that money, swimming pool getting closed, all of that. That's been going on for over 30 years. It's not new. Uh, Pianki, since you muted yourself, uh, I ran all not all black i ran a black asian and hispanic swim team in oakland from 95 to two well 93 94 to 2000 had to go to city council meetings do all that this was way before all this stuff that's going on now. This was way before, you know, 9-11, any of that. This is not new. However, what we did bring to that city council was was that we let them know, do you have kids that go and do recreational swimming in the city? Yes, we do. Do you have kids that are on swim teams in the city? Yes, we do. Why are you defunding it? Because guess what? Your kids aren't going to be able to do that anymore. So it's about priority. It's about what's being prioritized. And one of the big things that he was talking about in that whole minutia of that, when you talk about the police department, Uh we, we have completely militarized the police department. Exactly. That's not, it's not a police department. It's a paramilitary department. That, that guy, that guy, uh, the, I want everybody to look up Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, Shaver, S-H-A-V-E-R. It's an extremely disturbing video. This is a white man who Mm -hmm. white cops made him crawl on the carpet, threatened to kill him numerous times, gave him confusing instructions. Wow. And then shot him point blank with an AR-15 five times to the head. Hmm. Father of Father, wait a minute. Father had his wife with him, two kids, 
he was in a hotel room. They were relocating um, from where they lived to I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it was, uh, I don't want to get the locations mixed up. I'm not mm-hmm. sure where it was relocating to. And he worked in the extermination business. So him and his wife were on the elevator. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, hey, you know, you guys want to come up for drinks and blah, blah, blah. They were like, yeah. And he was showing them this air pellet gun that he used to kill rats and stuff like that. And it had a scope on it. So right. he was out on the balcony. Somebody saw it, and they called the police. They showed up with six cops. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling everybody now, Daniel Shaver, this was back in 2016. They Man, this dude was crying for his life. <clears throat> and they said, you make one more move. And he moved his hand, and wait a minute, the cop had an AR-15. And guess what he had on his engraved on his AR-15? <laughs> I hate to even ask. What did, what did he have on his, his weapon? You're fucked. <laughs> okay. I know and wait, wait. The, the, the reason why I say that, and I apologize for the profanity, but just to give people an idea, this is what they do. And if you go to look that up, you'll see how police, and this is a privately owned gun that he had, the AR-15, but he's licensed to carry it because he's a police officer Mm. in Mesa, Mm. Arizona. And they all, all these dudes got these automatic weapons where they engrave stuff on it and just let you know. And guess what? The cop what? got acquitted. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But guess who <laughs> his daddy was? Uh, his daddy was retired internal affairs. <laughs> and guess what the cop said? Oh, guess what the wow. cop said in the altercation? Which really, it wasn't even an altercation. Okay. He said, I, I fear for my life. Oh, and here's my what I want people to understand. When line. you hear a cop say, I fear for my life, my question is, why are you doing that job? Well. You can't be a, poli- you can't be a police officer because Every day you strap on that uniform and mm. put on that belt, mm. and you got your nine ru- the rubber grip nine double M that what we call in Oakland the Nina. Doctor Dre taught y'all that way back in the nineties. I got yep. that you know when he did that deep cover soundtrack. Yep, that's it. I, I Nina. got the Nina. Nina. What he was talking yep. about was the nine double M. With the rubber grip When you have police officers That show up For domestic disputes With assault rifles Those are not police officers When they show up For a domestic situation 
those are not police officers. As a police officer, if I show up at a hotel, <laughs> you know, where I got to knock on doors and whatnot, and I got I got backup five D. <laughs> right. Why do I need an AR fifteen? Because you can, and you know you can use it and get away with it. You know it. You know the routine. Thank you. That's my point. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And I'm gonna go on mute because I want to wait for the next caller to call in and fill your <laughs> ear full of stuff and my no. ear too. So I'm gonna go on mute. All right. Okay. I want to welcome Mallory Knox and Val Palbike to the chat room, number three, of course. Thank y'all for hanging out with me today. You know, interesting you said that because I want to talk about something else. I know everybody's seen this. And uh, two Buffalo cops charged with assault at the video shows officers shoving a 75-year-old man to the ground. Okay. Before we get to talking about the other 57 that decided, of uh, this squad, they decided to quit this, this response squad, I want to talk about something that I said last Monday that came, that you actually could see on the video. And this is what happened. All right, the, the, the elderly gentleman walked up, and I don't know what he was said. We don't know what was said. But the cop pushed him. Now, they're they trying to give the... the, the the um, illusion that uh, he's tripped. That's what the the uh, police commissioner said before before he saw the video. But he was pushed. But you know the part that really bothered me, and I said this last Monday as one of my closing statements. I said, you see all these so-called so-called Officers, law enforcement, policemen, cops, popos, whatever you want to call them, kneeling with these protesters, right? <clears throat> but where are they when something bad wrong has been done? And in this instance, <clears throat> excuse me, if you paid attention, if you paid attention to that video, one cop pushed him down, another one walked up and was getting ready to render aid and see if this guy was all right and the same one that pushed him grabbed him by his vest straightened him up and pushed him forward and from there the rest of them just kept walking see that is what i'm talking about you can ask for all the reform they can get out here and kneel all they want to but when you see stuff like that that tells you right there there needs to be something done i mean this I mean, he's an older gentleman. You can tell. And he just laid there. He wasn't moving. And just because you, I mean, come on. Really? Even in the military, we had talked to get rid of AIDS. That's what they're supposed to do. Especially if you see blood coming out of his ears. This is come to find out the older gentleman, you know, he's being treated for cancer. That is what I'm talking about right there. So, yes, there's, there, there needs to be some stuff done. But, and to add to it, 57, all 57 of the members of the Buffalo Police Department emergency response team resigned from the unit Friday after the two officers were suspended. Okay, they didn't quit the police department, but they stepped down from the tactical unit. What is that saying, y'all? What is that? The, really, what is that saying? What is that showing? 
You know, if all 57 of them won't buy that guy, all of them need to be fired. I'm sorry, they do. Because that shows a, a blatant, oh, I'm sound like a lawyer, that shows a blatant disrespect for life, anybody's life. And by the way, this was a white guy, okay? Just so, I mean, just had to throw that in for the fun of it. <laughs> but this was an LB white gentleman. And they walked by. They walked by. Even, and then the one that wanted to help him, he got yanked up and told to go on. And you can see it bothered him, but the cold of the blue, he couldn't go against all the mother folks, so he just kept walking. That is sad. It's not something that you heard about. You actually could watch it, see it. See it. You know, anyway, the police commissioner said our position is these officers were simply following orders from Deputy Police Commissioner Joseph Grimmel, whatever his name is, to clear the square. Buffalo Police Benevolent Association President John Edwards said, it doesn't specify clear the square of men 50 and under or 15 to 40. They were simply doing their job. I don't know how much contact was made. He did slip in my estimation. He fell backward. Why? Why? Why was that necessary? Where was the threat? It was an older gentleman. Where was the threat? And then you just walk by the person when you see blood coming from his head. In his initial statement on the incident, the Buffalo Police Department said a person was injured when he tripped and fell. <laughs> That's what was said now. All right. There is no way that he was doing anything to a cost or hurt. He made a judgment to stay out after the curfew because he feels that our civil liberties are so in danger, which they most certainly are. Gorginos has been undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. And that was the, the elderly gentleman. So, there it is right there. I mean, you know what, though? And, you know, a lot of us, you know, we're older. And so we, we really don't understand this, quote-unquote, social media as much as the younger generation does. But right now, you, you get to see so much because of social media. You get to see how uh, people being treated. People being treated. Yeah, I know it's a lot of you know a lot of stuff come out when it happens to a black individual. But in this case, this was an elderly white gentleman. The same disregard for the black person was shown to this white this elderly white guy. Let's think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. So, yeah, there's something needs to be done. There's some reform need to be done. Now, if those 57 feel like they, they needed to quit, fine, let them quit because they don't need to be on the street. Not if they're just going to walk by somebody. I don't care if what day he was out past curfew. He's laying on the ground, injured. And nobody but that one guy wanted to render aid, and they pulled him up and made him keep walking? Yeah, but I don't know if martial law going to make your street safe again. You know what? And I keep hearing people yell about martial law, martial law. Trust me. That yo-yo up in the White House, he wants to, <laughs> he keeps threatening to put active duty soldiers on, on the streets if, if things get out of hand again. 
Let me tell y'all something. He doesn't want to do that. Because there will be straight out civil war going on. Okay? It, it, it will. Number one, because you got these Yahoo's already walking around with, with AR-15s and um, AK-47s just because they can. Now, you put active duty soldiers out here, and yes, some of them jokers are uh, trigger happy as well. It just takes one incident, people, and it's it's hot and popping. It's hot and popping. So I don't think putting active duty soldiers on the streets. I, I wasn't too happy with National Guard. The only, only thing I say about National Guard is some of them may be from the area, and they'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we need to think about this a little bit, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Look, you know, and, and here's the thing, and I think Bike said it in, in, in the um, chat room. You know, law enforcement police officers are militarily trained. In the instance of Minnesota and a lot of other um, police departments across the country, you know, they receive their training outside the country or, yeah, have outside from police uh, from other countries come and train them. I.e. is Israel, and we know those those people over there don't they, they don't play like that. So they're not taught to try and de-escalate anything. They're not. They are offensive, as you saw when the president was going to take his his Bible selfie in front of the church. Now, of course, they say bars you know put the order out the night before, the morning of, whatever. But when the president got ready to step, what did they do? They pushed him on down the line. <laughs> they did. Because that's what they had their meant there to do. Be offensive, aggressive. Move, move, move. So yes, there there needs to be some type of reform. I'm not gonna say get rid of them, but I say get rid of the bad ones. Yeah, I'm one of the individuals that say all of them are bad. All of them are bad. Okay? Just like <laughs> every politician isn't bad. I may get hit with something if I say that too loud. But the sad part is the ones that are often are the ones that that that, that overshadow the good ones. Like in this briefing, briefing today with this little blonde girl from the White House. You know, she went on talking about, you know, how this cop did this great thing. This one did this one. Fine and dandy. Okay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. But what about the ones that's doing the wrong? That's causing the distrust in, in the communities. You know, that's causing cause people to shake and, 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 and just fear when they're pulled over. It's that That's not imaginary, people. It's not. It's fact. It happens. So, yes, something needs to be done. Pinky says, President Trump was speaking on the National Guard, not the Marines or the Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, if he felt that would do it, he would call all those in. The Army, the Marines, and the Air Force. Okay. It's not even necessary. 
It's not that it's not it necessary. Ain't, it ain't even. It's, let me <laughs> let me say done. this, Mr. Talk. I hate to interject. Let me let me say this. I hate to interject, and I apologize no. for interrupting you. It ain't even. It's serious, but it ain't that serious. There is no what need. Part? There is no need for a national guard. There is no need for the military. And let me explain to the people who are listening why. Is because this is about an ethical and moral issue. This is not uh-huh. militaristic. This is not, you know, people have to fear for their lives. The only people who have to fear for their lives are the ones that are being subjugated to this atrocious, barbaric behavior that has been going on for hundreds of years that the general society, no matter what color you are, has turned a blind eye to. That's the problem. And like I said before, you got mm. these indigo children running around. And see, for us <laughs> older people, see, I'm 60. I stay, I try to stay on top of things as much as I can. Okay? This new generation of young adults think differently. Because their, their network is social media. So uh-huh. they're talking to people in their neighborhood, uh, across the country. Okay. I'm going to just use, just as a litmus test, just say you got a 15, 17-year-old on social media. Guess where his uh-huh. friends are. Guess where his friends are. On social media, on social media with him. No. When I say guess where his friends are, I'm talking about geographically. Oh. <laughs> oh. Guess where his friends where are. Where are they? Where are they? His friends, if he's in Kansas and he's online, he got friends in Oakland, L.A., New York, Montana, depending upon what he's into. Mm-hmm. He got friends everywhere. Before social media, where were our friends? They were in the neighborhood. Right. That's a huge difference. So when he has something in common, whether it be basketball, music, art, whatever the case may be, engineering, graphic design, he's a, he's a gamer. He got friends in Tokyo. <laughs> and then he watched the news and seeing people in the area 
where his friend is at that he gangs with, and they just getting beat down by the cops. <laughs> Think about that. Think about mm. that. That has an effect mm. on him. Mm-hmm. That's going to have an effect on the female who's gotten into her certain little, you know, circle of friends that are all over the world. Hmm. And then all of a sudden they rush the Kremlin in Russia, and one of her closest homegirls is in Russia. Now she worried. See, that's the world they live in now. We didn't live in that world. We knew nothing about that. We only saw that on the news. So we were completely detached. Mm -hmm. But these young adults that are growing up today, they're worldwide. That's why when George Floyd died, you saw uprisings in Europe, China, Indonesia, everywhere. Because all these, all these young people are connected. And when they see that shit, and they're looking like, oh, wait a minute, Minneapolis. Hell, I got friends in the United States online. What the hell is going on? And the first thing they do, gonna get in the chat room, email, what's going down over there? Right. Hmm. And then they see the video, and it's like, oh my God, we gotta do something. And the word gets out. See, we didn't grow up in that world. Everybody that calls up on your show, they're not millennials. We're the old guard. We're them old heads that are being, you know, they're showing us the exit door. (laughs) Here's where you guys go. (laughs) And we understand what y'all talking about, but uh, exit to the left or exit to the right. (laughs) Move on. Please move on. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing that we're having a problem with is because one of the things that I've learned, Mr. Todd, is that I've been through, I was born in 1960. I've been through generations. I see how it changes. And what I don't do is I don't attach myself to a generation. I adjust to how the generations move. Because when you go from 60 to 70, 70 to 80, 80 to 90, 90 to 2000, 2000 to 2010, 2010 to 2020, that's your timeline. So there's no going back. Can only move forward. However, the beauty in it is that if you're a sentient being and you have the presence of mind, you can take all of that wealth of information 
and it'll show you where you're going as a people. And I'm not talking about as black people, as white people, because that's the that's the problem we can't get over. That's the stumbling block. Because we're caught up, we're still caught up in black, white, we're still caught up in colors, which is so elementary. And when you really think about it, it's, it's, when you think about it educationally, it's, it's like being in kindergarten. When kindergarten? they get you on that level, uh-huh. man, they can, they can steer you in any direction they want you to go. And see here, <laughs> that's what the white folks don't understand. Black people get it. Asian people get it. Hispanic people get it. White people don't get it because what's the first thing they're going to say? Oh, well, color doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't see color. Really? So are you colorblind? That means when you see a rose, you don't know if it's red, yellow, white, or anything. And then they got to backtrack. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, You know, I know a red rose when I see one. What the hell are you talking about? Well, then stop telling me you don't see color. That's fundamentally <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> you obviously see color. So when you look at a person, you don't see a color. But when you look at a flower, you do. What the hell planet mm-hmm. are you on? What are you doing? <laughs> and I know why you laughing. <laughs> and why am I laughing? Please tell me. Because that shit don't make no sense. <laughs> don't tell me a don't tell me a rose is red, but then when we're talking, you tell me I don't see color. Really? <laughs> is the is the light on right now? I just turned the light on. Did you see the light come on? No, I don't see color. Yeah, the light's on. Okay, you see color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we get, and my point in saying that on a fundamental level, we get into these obvious areas of denial where we're not facing something that is just like the elephant in the, you know why they call it the elephant in the room esoterically because it's the biggest thing in the room but you want to act like it's not there not there that's right so when we're talking about all this stuff that you bring up so eloquently it's it's the most obvious shit that we don't even want to talk about. And just like when Piaki came on, he started getting into government, municipalities, and, man, don't nobody want to hear that no more. And I'm going to tell you, these young people today, they really don't want to hear that. Now, they might they might get involved in government, okay? And, and just to be fair... To give him an olive branch, 
yeah, they might want to get into politics and make things better through that channel. But you have a corrupt system. And just like he was saying, when you give money to one municipality, it takes money away from another. So you give money to the police department. Now you can't give money to the recreational department. Now you can't give money to the swimming pools, to the sports programs. Man, that all that shit is by design. Okay, uh-huh. so at the end of the day, how much money do are we going to give to a police department that does nothing? And now we don't went to the other extreme. Here we go. Here's how this works. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh-huh. Oh, we're just going to disband the whole police department. Hmm. Yeah. Now that's the talking yeah. point. Yeah. You notice how to keep switching, right? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, no, no, you're right. That's that's my point. Now, mm-hmm. now we got to deal with getting rid of police departments. Now we got to worry about, you know, mofos just running wild. Not that that's gonna happen, but right. that's what's that's the energy that's gonna be put out. Right. So Minneapolis is saying, all right, uh, the city council, and I read this today, and I'm, I know you're up on it, and Piak is up on it too. Oh, we've decided we're just going to disband the police department, and we're going to get into this civic, you know, community policing. We don't know what the plan is, how that's going to mm-hmm. work. I'm right. not in agreement. I'm not in agreement with that because <laughs> what that's doing is that's throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Right. Restructure your police departments. Okay? Police should not be running around with assault rifles. And if they have assault rifles, That should be for SWAT teams. Known threat, firing weapons, hunkered down, heavy artillery, okay. All bets are off. Got to go in and get that. Got to handle that. Right. But if you showing up for something domestic, hotel, house, why are you showing up with military weapons? <laughs> yeah. And and you you six, seven deep. But that's only in the inner city. Or yeah, in the inner cities, even if they're doing a traffic stop, at least two or three cars there. Yes. Thank you. Why yes. is that even necessary? Why is somebody getting killed? On a traffic stop This Mm. is what This is what white people Don't understand If I'm speeding If I'm drunk in my car I don't even drive I stopped driving 20 years ago Because it's a pain in the ass 
car insurance accident don't need the headache. You know, I'm like a rich person. If I need a ride, I call somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> even though I don't, even though I'm not a rich person, but I act like one. No. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. When I need to get to where I need to go to, I call somebody else to do the driving. I don't need that headache. Mm. But here's what I'm uh. saying. Mm-hmm. Why even go down that route when a traffic stop when a traffic stop turns into a fatality? Hmm. That's not the victim's fault. No. And if you don't, don't. If you want a reminder, go and look at the um, Felipe Castro. What's his name? The one in Minnesota that got shot in the car. Um, oh, that was the brother that had his girlfriend. Yes, and his baby in the and driver's the seat, and yeah. his four-year-old daughter in the yes. back seat. Yes, that's why. That's why Minnesota, Minneapolis, is bubbling over now. Because that was like what about three years ago. Yep. Three yep. or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And he got shot seven, seven times. Yeah. But I want to remind people, and this is, and I know everybody on your show is old heads. Richard Pryor talked about this shit in the 70s. He did a bit. <laughs> Wait, he did a bit on the Sunset Strip when he was live on the Sunset Strip. Okay. He talked about the police, and he was like, man, I can remember when I got pulled over. The cop came over, and I rolled my window down, because back then you had to roll your window down. Right, right. Electric window. <laughs> right. Unless you were rich. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He said, I rolled my window down. He said, and here's what he said, officer. I'm reaching into my back pocket to get my wallet, to pull my license out. (laughs) And then he told the officer, then he said to the crowd, he said, see, as black people, we got to do this. And he said, because I don't want to be no motherfucking accident. Yeah, I remember that. Now, now listen to the punchline. I don't want to mm-hmm. be no accident. Mm-hmm. He said that in 1977. And we mm-hmm. still talking about that today. In 2020. Isn't that amazing? We but ain't learned nothing. Yeah, I hate to cut you off, but there's a couple of things I want to get in before we get out of here. I got about 14 minutes left. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, bite. that's before he set himself on fire. But um yeah, but thank you, man. I mean once again. Man, you you shoot, you said it better than I could. <laughs> All right. I'll put you in the queue because I want you to get your last words in here in a minute, okay? Um let's see, look, check out y'all. I was telling y'all about this briefing today in the White House. And so the White House has come out with a statement that says there won't be there won't be defunding, there won't be dismantling of our police. There's not going to be any dismantling of our police. Our police have been letting us live in peace, and we want to make sure we don't have any bad actors in there. 
Now, this is Trump, what Trump said during a meeting with law enforcement officers and police chiefs at the White House, adding that he believes 99% of officers are great people. Of course he does, because why? He is the law and order president. Ah! Yeah, so that's what he said today. So you can expect a fight because the Democrats have come up with their little their little plan for, for um, dealing with what's going on as far as reforms in the uh, law enforcement. And being that it's an election year, I don't think it's going to happen anyway. I'll be honest with you. It's not going to happen. But it'd be interesting to sit back and watch. But as I said before, don't forget, Lindsey Graham is having his little investigation going on right now, too, into um, the Russia collusion thing and why, you know, Flynn was outed and who knew what. And, and of course, it's, it's trying to find some dirt on Biden. You know, speaking of Biden, um, Ukrainian prosecutors with his investigation said there was no wrongdoing of Hunter Biden. So that shoots that in in, in air. So they got to cut with something else. <laughs> it is what it is, right? Um, let's see. Yeah, let's get out of here real quick. Let me go on back to my man here, four six seven zero. Let him go on and get his last words in. Pianki, if you want your last words in, you hit one again. I can tell you. Let me in the chat with me the one. All right, brother, go ahead. Four seven zero. Give me your last words. Well, I just wanted to say that I think it's imperative imperative for for people to understand the times that they live in because we're at a juncture now where we can be easily misguided. We can get caught up in Trump, Biden, um, the whole, you know, the police element, the military, martial law, all of that. And what I want people to do is keep focus on what's going on in your life and understand the signals that you're being given. Because basically what they're telling you is they're changing the system over. It's not going to be what you think or what you thought or what it has been before it's going to come anew, and they're going to come with some uh-huh. new stuff. And pay attention to what I call the indigo children, the millennials, because they're mm-hmm. going to be the ones that are going to be the focus of this. It's not going to be us. It's going to be them, and Guess what? They're joined at the hip because they're worldwide. We didn't grow up that way. They have. They grew up with Internet. They grew up with social media, Snapchat, Facebook, IG, whatever you can name. This is what they've grown up with. So all this stuff that we sitting here going back and forth about, they way past that because they have a direct, they have a network. It's a network they have. They know better now. 
So they don't have to believe the media. They don't have to watch mm-hmm. the news. They don't have to do any of that. They talking to their comrades. You got somebody in Oakland talking to somebody in Germany. You got somebody in Texas talking to somebody in France. And I'm talking about uh, youngsters that are 25 or younger that they've been hooking up with for at least two or three years. So that's where we at. And you're going to see the script hmm. is going to flip. Hmm. It's going to flip. It's going to flip. Okay. And I'm thank you, watching. Mr. Todd. I appreciate you for giving me that time to speak my piece. Uh, and I just want to give a shout-out to Miss Lady because she always gives a shout-out to me. I know she's listening, <laughs> didn't call in. I'm disappointed, but I'm really not disappointed. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> All right, brother. You have a good All day. Right, Thank Mr. you. Talk. All right. Okay. Let's see. We, we're going to give him one shot. All right, Pianki, you got something you want to say before we get out of here? We're going to go over a little bit. Uh, yeah, do uh, Beasley ever come on your show anymore? Okay, that's him? what you wanted to say? Yeah, I remember no, I guess but that is, Yeah, okay, you could email me that. Go ahead and get your last words in. I'm running short. Yeah, I did email you a lot of stuff, Eric. You know, you talk about why police officers, the, somebody mentioned that uh, the caliber of weapon they have. I remember the days when police officers on the street in metropolitan cities used to carry six-shot revolvers. And then the point went out was that when they ran into these criminals, they were without guns. Now, we know that criminals now are using semi-automatic weapons, so should not the police have semi-automatic weapons too? Can't we not learn from countries like Nigeria and Ghana and Egypt? where their police carry semi-automatic weapons in order to better protect the public. Let, let me you ask know, you I this question. Them. Let me ask you, answer you this question real fast. Yeah. Uh, are the Nigerian citizens allowed to carry weapons? I don't know if they are or not. Some, yeah, they are, but most of them don't. I mean, you can get a, uh, you can get a permit to carry mm-hmm. weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I'm in Ghana, Go I carry mine. I got to get a permit. Okay. Go ahead. I got another person who want to come in. Go ahead. All right, so we're yeah, going over, y'all. So hang on. Well, I'm going to get off so you don't have to go over. But, no, uh, I just want to point that out. And, and I think that, uh, you know, these, through these teleconferencing and uh, long-distance learning, you know, kids in other countries ask, why in the world is some of these folks having such problems with all the opportunities that exist here in the United States? Same thing is said. I tell you what, I'll send you a video on an African immigrant asking the same question. Hey, look, I'll see you later on this week. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Pianchi. All right. Uh, let's see. We got one more to get in right now. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Last words. Talk to me. Hello, Mr. Talk. Well, hello, Maze. How are you? And kiss me. It's your people that ain't served a day in the military. Serve nowhere but their mouth, and I always talking about somebody from some other country. Like we don't deal with people from other countries here, Nigeria, and all the other different places, China, and everywhere else. 
So I don't understand why Nigeria don't have a, a constitution like we have over here. So where we got rubber bullets shooting people with them, putting their eyes out and everything else. But we won't have a conversation about that. And we also mm-hmm. won't have a conversation about the school system. Uh-huh. Why is this school system at the bottom of the barrel compared to other countries? That's what anybody that lives in it should be wondering and asking the question. Not saying what the other people from other countries think. Because you don't think too much of yourself with the, with the, I don't want to mm-hmm. even say the word. Sometimes mm-hmm. some of us just lost. Just lost, huh? Just lost. <laughs> and it's sad. Yeah. And some of us are mad to see people going. <laughs> some of us <laughs> walk around with this rhetoric flag, upset because you see people getting along and doing stuff together. And they're sick of this madness that they've been looking at. Mm. And they're just wow. a distraction because they won't have nothing to talk about if they get together and do what's right. Mm. Then you won't need no weapons and none of that stuff. If you go through the police department and clean out the rotten apples, they've got a record as long as the person that they probably killed. And they're working just as bad, mm-hmm. but it's not looked at. And they get upset about that. Mm-hmm. So you know people from Ghana, you know people from Nigeria, you know people from mm-hmm. all over the world. But they don't think like that. And we don't need no articles. Spend time with the people. You'll know how they feel, and they'll know how you feel, and you'll know their customs, and they'll know your customs. That's how you get along. Not spread the word of nonsense. Mm. Nonsense, and that's huh? how it works. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nonsense. Oh, Talking about a school system. Hmm. <laughs> so, okay. since I had to get my last words in, I forgot you were on. I said, like, oh, I forgot him. <laughs> <laughs> but I did okay, get my man. opportunity to get my yeah, last you, words in. And that's the way course, I see man. it. You got the, there you go. You got the last, last words in. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad to see you. I say every 40 years is a change, and so I'm not going to be able to take it. Mm. And man right. travels in the wrong direction. Mm. Didn't I say right. that? Yeah, you said change that. Change your Change, change, change. You can't change the food, but some people you can change when they're in for the for the change for the good. Those that's in for the bad, they hurt now. It's killing mm. them. <laughs> <laughs> sad to know. Sad to hear. Oh, Mr. Talk, what do you think about that man holding that Bible upside down? I have yeah, I have no thoughts on that. I thought the whole thing was idiotic for number one, so I'm not even going to get into that. But don't say when Hitler know. did it, and he, Hitler did it, and it was the same, but he forgot to turn the right side up and then forward. Yeah, he looked at it, you know. But, <laughs> hey, I don't, don't say know. But he did the same thing Hitler did. That was a message. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the um, evangelists Jellicles mm-hmm. were upset with him anyway because he had the wrong version of the Bible he was holding. So they were happy yes. with that either. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it so is. We're, it's a little, we're, not, a little we're not making him do the things he did or doing. We're just looking at it. Huh? Yeah. I mean, we're not making uh, him do that. We're just looking at it. And you got them, those soldiers out there trying to fight about it. Man, them soldiers probably, man, were like, man, why were y'all? I'm not talking about the military, so I'm talking soldiers like Pianchi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ain't never okay, been nobody battle, but I always want to carry a weapon. Uh, so that make you violent too. Ah mm. uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have a good. One. <laughs> I'm not. All right, you too. I'm not getting in between you and me, Panky, with that. <laughs> All right, May. Thank you for your last right. word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
All right, y'all. So we're going to get my last words in here for a minute. But I, I want to give y'all something to think about. Oh, I forgot that was going to happen. All right, so here it is, man. Here's my last words. What is it that you want from us after we give you so much already? What are you so, why are you so ungrateful continuing continuing to ask for more? Haven't we given you enough already? Between 1865 and 1870, we adopted the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments that abolished slavery, giving you freedom, granting equal protection of the Constitution, to people who have been enslaved and guaranteed that a citizen's right to vote would not be rejected. We allowed you to fight for our country during World War II and finally let you fight next to us in 1948. Between 1947 and 1950, we let you play in our professional baseball, basketball, and tennis leagues, not to mention later on in our football leagues. In 1964, the Civil Rights Act was signed into law and the Voting Rights Act of 1965 that ensured your right to vote. The Fair Housing Act of 1968, allowed, we allowed a black woman to run for the highest office in the land in 1972. We gave you affirmative action, which was passed in 1978, allowing you to gain access to our universities and colleges. We even let an African-American we even let an African-American be the president of the United States of America in 2008 and 2012. Now, here we are in year 2020, and you are asking for more. You're asking for more with slogans like Black Lives Matters and defund the police. Who do you think is listening? And let's not forget how we use our media to remind you people what you have done what we have done for you regularly within the last few weeks, we have been showing movies like the help summer and just mercy to remind you what we have allowed you to overcome. Jesse Owen said during testimony before the house un-American activities committee in 1949. And he was talking about why black Americans felt so strongly about communism. He said, the white public should start toward real understanding by appreciating that every single Negro who has worked his salt is going to resent any kind of slurs and discrimination because of his race. And he's going to use every bit of intelligence to stop it. All right, y'all. So that's going to do it for me. Y'all have a great week. See you back here next Monday. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive me yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby, because if you laugh at yourself, everything else is groovy. All right? So we're going to take you out of here with some Isley Brothers Harvest for the World. And um, don't forget, if you ain't following me, hit follow on, on um, the board right there so I can see you following me. You can remind us when I schedule a show. Uh, you can hit me up on my email at ericletslets, talk at gmail.com, Twitter, at Eric Jackson 201. I'm sorry, that's Instagram, Eric Jackson 201. Okay? And Twitter, driven for FOR Life 62. All right, y'all. So until next Monday, y'all have a great one. I'm out of here.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.